Хей, Том! Привет, Стив! Ребята, я надеюсь, у вас получится отличное шоу. Вы же всегда заставляете меня смеяться. Welcome, everybody, to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Files. And we're back, baby. Yes, and I checked. The last podcast we did was not a year ago. It was April 13th, so we're within a year. <laughs> we are with... Yep. We are still the annual podcast. <laughs> I was in quarantine, right? It was April 13th, 2020, so I don't... Were you? Yeah. Yeah, you were. Ah, uh, Yes. Back when the people quarantined because it was going to be over pretty soon and we just needed to have a brief separation for the family to keep them safe. <laughs> yes, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It's funny because... Locked away. Some, somebody I, was, I don't remember who I was talking to just a couple of days ago. We brought that up. Remember, remember this time last year when people were quarantining in the dorms? Yeah. Because they figured that for a few weeks they'd just keep the family safe and they would blow over? And whoever I was talking to was like, yeah, well, everybody that did that was just taking a vacation from their families anyway. So no, <laughs> I don't think anybody was bitter about it. Yeah, it was all right. It, I seem <laughs> to have gotten by with the free food and the... Yeah. <laughs> the dorm atmosphere. Party time. Yep. So um, what have you been up to this past year? Oh, God. About, I don't know, 510. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I suppose we'd be remiss if we did not mention COVID-19, I guess. That's that's the reason why we haven't recorded in as long as we have. Yes, that's absolutely the reason. 100%. God damn you, COVID. Mm-hmm. How is, <laughs> was hungry. How has COVID-19 affected you? Oh, my God. You know how ashamed I was when I got the vaccine and the second shot? So I got the vaccine. I got the second shot, the one everybody's like, oh, you know, you better be ready because it's going to do something. I'm like, bullshit it is. I never get sick. Yeah. I thought I was dipped in the Antarctic Ocean <laughs> naked. Like I had chills worse than I ever had in my life. I could, I didn't understand what was happening to me. That was the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. So you got sick. I did. But finally, but I'm going to hold on to this. A nurse was saying, and it sounds plausible that the people that get sick are the ones with the best immune systems because it's fighting the, you know, it's fighting hardest. I think that that's bullshit. I think that that's absolutely right because I'm like <laughs> pretty much borderline superhuman. And for me to get sick, it's going to be something like that. It was like kryptonite was in the shot or something. The only explanation. Hmm. Yeah, I got uh, pretty badly dehydrated. That was probably the worst. I had a low level headache, couldn't drink enough water. Yeah, I had the headache and I was tired as shit. Yeah. Like I was wiped for like an entire day. But yeah, no, that was, I was just disappointed in myself. Mm. I'll say well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, the rest of us were disappointed in you as well. Yes, I could tell. Accusing <laughs> stares that follow me everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just like when you walked in a room, everybody kind of just stopped talking like, Shh. really? You took two sick days. What? You, you're sure. weak. <laughs> weak. Yeah. Well, I guess. Everybody was doing it, so when in Rome. That's right. When in Rome, fuck a Roman. When in Rome, take a bath with a young person. <laughs> That's also a saying? Yep. 
what in Rome visit a Roman jail, I guess, is part three to that. <laughs> so are you drinking anything? What do you you did you crack a beer? No, I'm I'm out. Last I had it was a miracle. I went to Hannaford, the regular supermarket, and they had sour beers. Fancy. Like, I know. It was like the new day was done. It wasn't just IPAs and Bud Light and shit like that. But uh so I had that and I finished the last one last week and I had some Guinness and I finished the last one last week and this is my week to not be you gave an it alcoholic. Up. Gave it yes. up for Lent. Um sure. Is is it Lent? I don't know. I, <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know. It should isn't it like around now? When's Lent? I mean, that's the thing where the Catholics <clears throat> like sew their lips shut and hide in the closet. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I just assume that's what they do. They disrobe and then they whip themselves. Yes. Flagellation. Uh, Lent is, you know, this, come on, Google. I expect more from you. It doesn't say when it is. It says Lent is a period of 40 days during which Christians remember the events leading up to and including the death of Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's got to be around time. Easter, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, shit. It might actually be Lent. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, February 17th through April 3rd. So, oh, by the way, for any I, longtime listeners, if it wasn't that long ago, so if you're curious, yes. I 100% forgot that Daylight Savings Time happened. <laughs> yeah, and if you're pr- I pretty in. much blame this podcast, this lack of us doing a podcast on right. that. Because <laughs> for the last, like, how many years you've had to tell me that Daylight Savings Time was coming? Because <laughs> it sneaks up on me every time. I guess there's a bill. Uh, they're trying to get rid of the whole uh, time change. Are they? Are they? Is, is, is there a bill? Is there is there talk of getting rid of daylight savings time? Yeah, the same way started, it has been my just whole fucking life year. every year. It just started this year. Yeah, this is the first year they've done Brand it. New. Yep, they're gonna get rid of daylight savings time. They're gonna take pennies out of circulation. That's gonna happen any day. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, this is, may come as some surprise to you, but um, I'm following a new conspiracy theory. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it already. I know that surprises you. <laughs> it does. It does. I'm dumbfounded. I, I would have figured. Yeah. Uh, so there's the. Have you ever heard of? Uh, it's the Global Consciousness Project. I think it's, it's not a very good conspiracy theory if I don't really know the name of it. This isn't. This doesn't have anything to do with like Gaia or some bullshit, does it? Probably. I don't know. I saw something once not long ago about the Gaia Project or some something crazy. I can't remember. Well, this is a study by Princeton oh. University. So it is. A big deal. Yeah. Uh, Global Consciousness Project, Meaningful Correlations and Random Data. So uh, there's a lot of speculation that big major events change everybody's consciousness, whether you like it or not. I know that that sounds ridiculous, but or at least just that statement kind of sounds dumb. But uh, apparently there are these random number generator computers all over the globe. (laughs) Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, yes, twenty, yes. forty-two. Are you a random generating computer? No, I oh. am somebody that was way too into Lost when it was on the air, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't believe all these years later I still remember those numbers. Uh, but apparently, like during nine eleven, like these, um... <laughs> I saw the look on your face. Yes, <laughs> you're during bringing 9/11... me back in more ways than one. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to bring you back into the fold. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Fuel doesn't build, doesn't melt steel beams, man. Damn it, I can't get through this. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. That's well, just something for you, you to do. Okay, back 
during 9-11. Oh, I don't have to finish. I don't have to finish. That's the rules. Uh, Well, I take that back. You could absolutely win converts just by dangling the bait. So maybe maybe you are. You are a recruiter. I am Q. Oh, God. There it is. (laughs) I outed myself. No. uh, So there are these computers all over the uh, globe that create, you know, random numbers. They're just random number generators. And during these major uh, events where many, like thousands of people are affected by something, these number generators start to sync up. <gasps> well, yeah. So, and then what happens? I don't know. Oh, I, honestly, okay. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's not a conspiracy theory I'm following. <laughs> ah, it's no, a, it's, uh, it's just a hope. It, no, it's, um, it's like everything else in my life. And you can just ask my wife this, because every time she tries to speak, I say, ooh, I have a TikTok video that I saw that I want to show you that pertains to what you just said. No, that's a chick shaking her ass. No, no, that's a chick shaking her ass. She's, nope, she's shaking her ass. Oh, there it is, there it is. I <laughs> uh, see. Now that, you've just exposed yourself. What? You've, you've exposed. That's a different TikTok video where I expose myself. <laughs> no, TikTok has an algorithm where it shows you the videos that you're most likely going to watch. So I don't. I don't. That, I don't, no, I don't that get the, any sense I don't whatsoever. get those videos anymore. I get. I don't think that's true at all. I percent true. You've just exposed <laughs> those are the videos that you watch. <laughs> I no. It's you know. It's it's um. It's I just get lucky. I think. Yeah. Well, just no. I uh, I'm. Oh, in I do something. <laughs> uh, uh, real fun I fact mean. I just read today. Yeah. Um, masturbating twice a week increases your life expectancy by twenty percent. So you're going to live forever. Fucking right I am. <laughs> in fact, I think I've lived so long I've gone back in time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a masturbating time traveler. Yeah, that's right. I got the hat and everything. <laughs> that's all That's all you had to do. <laughs> Doc Brown had it figured out. That's right. It had nothing to do with the DeLorean going 80 miles an hour. His hair was so frizzy. It's just because I was... <laughs> yeah. It was you like just, static electricity. <laughs> you just need... A little bit of privacy and a 15-second Pornhub ad. That's right. Video. And Leah Thompson. Uh, um, all right, I'm going to read this to you. This is the uh, the, um, <laughs> the Global Consciousness Project. Oh, okay. Uh, so, when human consciousness becomes coherent, the behavior of random systems may change. Random number generators based on quantum tunneling produce completely unpredictable sequences of zeros and ones. But when a great event synchronizes the feelings of millions of people, our network of random number generators becomes subtly structured. We calculate one in a trillion odds that the effect is due to chance. The evidence suggests an emerging nuosphere. Is that how you'd say N-O-O-S-P-H-E-R-E? Nuosphere? Newsphere? Newsphere? Fear of nooses? Or the unifying field of consciousness described by sages in all cultures? Hell yeah. God damn it. That last <laughs> sentence really fucked everything up. There's uh, a... Our purpose is to examine subtle correlations that may reflect the presence and activity of consciousness in the world. We hypothesize that there will be structure in what should be random data associated with major global events that engage our minds and hearts. That is from Princeton University, where I imagine there are people that are not crackpots. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's got to be one or two. Uh, yeah. there's a, well, see, here's the thing. There's a, there's a word that I don't remember now. I want to say science. Not, it is not science. Uh, sophistry. I, I don't, I, 
man, there is a word. It's it was just made up by some crackpot, but basically it's the idea that there's a supernatural metaphysical truth out there that every one of the world religions has a part of. Like each religion gets part of a glimpse of the bigger truth, but no one religion has all the truth. Mm-hmm. So that if you can go through all the different religions and figure out the right truth, the the the, the right snippet that they got then you can put it all together and make the truth with capital T's. T-T truth. Mm. <clears throat> so it's like those coexist stickers on all the bumper cars from the hippies. Mm-hmm. That's the summation of <laughs> of this philosophy. Well, I think what this global consciousness thing and what is attractive to me about it is that it's kind of like the whole living in the simulation and there's, you know, maybe we are in a matrix kind of thing and... Uh, oh. Well, there was somebody that said that the chances that we're living in a simulation are actually higher than the chances we're not, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's true, because of this random number generators. And we share one consciousness, and that there are 11 alien species, and nine of them want to use us for food, and we have a treaty with them, and, and they trade technology for humans to study and eat. Uh-huh, Yes. Makes sense. I, I'm only saying this because I know you're trying to read something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm re- uh, you're right. So, there, okay. Huh? okay. Omnism. That's not the word I had heard, but this is what people are calling it now. The recognition and respect of all religions that contain truths, but no one religion offers all that is true. That is not the word I heard, but it's good enough. So, all right. <laughs> so, there is truth out there. I want to believe. And so they walked. Christians, they they walked like the Buddhists in, and they let them peek into the closet for a minute. And then they shut the door real quick, and they said, nah, nah, "Yes, what you saw is what you know. Now move <laughs> what along." What did you see? What did you? I saw. I don't know. A fat guy. All right, you're gonna have to take that. That's there you yours. go. <laughs> fat yep. guy. That guy. Ah, damn. All right. Yeah. In come the Christians, and they open up the door. Look inside. You get an extra second. Okay, now we're shutting it. I don't know a beard. All right, well, that's yours. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's... Uh... We should probably not keep up with that. <laughs> it's not a lot of people. Well, we, you know, religion. Is that an elephant with a bunch of arms? Totally. Yep, that's totally it. That's yours. Yep. You take that. You should have said that with an accent. We really would have made some people oh, mad. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> we said that elephant with a bunch of arms. You did it, anyway. Hey, hey, hey. I can apologize. Uh, I'm the worst. We all know it. Right. Censorship sucks. I could, I could be. Uh, Apu is canceled. Oh, he's. Isn't that the same as canceled in today's woke society? Fixed. That's the way. Canceled is, you know, it was evil and must go away. It's now, uh, you know, spruced up. Fixed. Corrected. No, so what's Avenged. in, what's in Apu's place? A new voice actor. That's actually from the region in which Apu was supposed to be from? I I would think so, because that's the rule now. Yeah. Just like Dr. Hibbert's now going to be voiced by an actual black guy. Because after a thousand years on TV, this is what's going to save the Simpsons, apparently. <laughs> They're going to have to go back and around, redo yes. all that stuff. No. Yeah. No. Oh, they'll just put a, a disclaimer on it saying that... Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg explain it. Isn't that what she did with the Looney Tunes card release or something? Yeah, the the Muppets are back on Disney Plus, and there's a disclaimer on that saying that this was this was filmed at a time when we knew nothing about 
social injustice or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. You see, I, I get it. You know, I actually understand what they're doing because they're trying to cover their asses and stuff like that. But think about who they're saying it to. Like, I, if I was, you know, the quote unquote woke audience and I was watching the Muppets or Looney Tunes or whatever, and there was a disclaimer saying this was made in a time with different sensibilities, I feel like I would feel mildly insulted. Like, do you think I didn't know that? Like, oh, I get it now. I didn't realize this was made in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. I'm glad you told us this disclaimer, people. Like, it's it's virtual signaling on the part of the corporations. Um, right. The companies. And that's over and over and over again. That's what you get. Right. And that's just a... Catering and pandering. And, the yeah. need to be on the right side of history. and Well, the need <clears throat> to look like... Well, correct. Yeah. We're still going to give you some things that are questionable, but as long as we can apologize for them and or put a disclaimer in front of them. Right. We covered everything. We'll still make our money and... Yeah. <laughs> we'll like, appease everybody. It's like the new Star Wars, or at least The Last Jedi. Yes. I invoked you just, The you Last just wanted, Jedi. You just, you just <laughs> wanted to go there, didn't you? I did, but it had the message, and it's, you know, it's a terrible movie, and it's not a terrible movie because it, they tried to force-feed you the feminism, but... No, uh, God. That's, Here's what that's, I say. You know what? You you open the gate. I'm going <laughs> to... Yes, yes. I am not going to do a whole podcast on it, but I guess it's now tradition. Here's what I've always said about The Last Jedi, is I am not... <laughs> I'm not one of these knuckle-dragging mouth breather. I don't like blacks and women in my space operas. This is what I said about The Last Jedi. You could remake this movie with nothing but white dudes, and I would hate it for all the same reason. In fact, I would have an extra reason because it would be full of nothing but white dudes. Or you could rewrite it with the same characters and and like it just as much as long as it was written well. It's hard to like it. I wouldn't want to like it just as much. I'd want to like it more. (laughs) Right. But, and this is what I was getting at, is they it's considered like not as successful but it still made a billion dollars well yeah it's got the momentum it's got the label here's here's how here's the yardstick for the new the new trilogy for star wars the toys are not getting sold not in anywhere near the quantities of all the other stuff right with a bigger population and more more exposure the toys have yet not been anywhere near the selling like they show you can watch it, see videos of all these different real t- retailers. Like, look at all these action figures that are not that nobody's buying because nobody cares. It's easy to go to the theater, sit down, and watch, it and go, "Well, that happened," and then go home. The real litmus test is, "Am I going to spend extra money on this stuff?" Right. And well, in in somewhat in their defense, the toys don't mean shit anymore. It's the apps. It's the apps and the program. It's the okay. The, that's the fair shitty, enough. The shitty iOS Star Wars, you know app that's going to play an ad every five minutes you play that's that's going to be the extra money that gets that's fair enough so i guess i don't know were these apps and whatnot doing well or no i don't don't think they are you can go to the app store and search up star wars games and they're trash i can't imagine and plus how do we know we can't like you say you could say this new trilogy is not doing as well as the old one but there, there was no apps for the old one back in the day so well yeah we played we we used our imagination outside the film in a different way. We, we I know. had to get a an action figure, and you know they changed it a little bit by making them into video games. And I'll admit it, the Star Wars video games previous to the you know at least before the '90s all sucked. 
like oh, the sure. the Atari Empire Strikes Back, the you know I I suppose the NES version of the you know the special edition um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi games were fun to play, but they they certainly didn't break any records. And it wasn't yeah. until like you know the computer games came along, the New Republic and you know things along those lines, uh, and they they even teetered on like that Battlefront. <clears throat> that they uh, really screwed the pooch by giving it, handing the thing over to EA <coughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh, microtransactions and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and that's what killed it. So I guess that we can hold it up to, we, we do have a little bit of a window into the fact that, yeah, we're not going to sell the toys, but we're going to give you microtransactions in your video games. And the fans overwhelmingly said, fuck off. I'm not going to buy your video game then. I, I'm right. going to actually trash your video game because of microtransactions. You want to put a good video game out and not bleed me dry with money? I'll probably play it. But And I think that's like overwhelming across the board, not just Star Wars fans. But I think, I think oh, that's... Yeah, that's- that video should game be industry, yeah. absolutely a blueprint on how to sync a, a brand with video yeah. games as microtransactions. Well, you know, the mercenary part of me is like, well, they had to try. You know, hey, we can make money. But sure. yeah, you're right. Like, the lessons learned, everybody fucking hates that shit. And now they've pulled pulled the plug on EA, so we're probably going to start to get some really good video games. Well, uh, there's there's bad one. I don't think it was EA, but um, Jedi... Fallen Order, the one that came out like a year ago or so. Yeah. Yep. Was a really fun game. It's I played it. It was really cool. Not a microtransaction to be seen. Super fun game. And also indicative, you know, walking it back, this was set in the space between episodes three and four. Like there's no big video games coming out that are here's Ray, here's Finn, here's Poe, here's, you know, mm-hmm. BB eight. Emovator, you know. <laughs> Jesus, I'm actually forgetting his name, and that's fucking awesome. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren! Damn it, you... You're welcome. I had a, I had a brief moment where the mist had cleared, and I was free. Ben Solo. brought me back. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad character. I like him as a character. I, wanna, <laughs> I really want to like him. I really, really want to like the new Star Wars. Adam Driver's a good actor. Kylo Ren's a shit character. <laughs> That's the way is, it is. Is he a shit character or is he just misunderstood? He just needs somebody to get through the hard show. No, is he just written him. poorly? He needs somebody to believe in him. He's written poorly. I, that, I'm that... sorry. You're right. He's a good character that's written poorly. Yeah. I, I don't think you could divorce those two concepts. Well, I. All right. I, all right. Well, I mean, it's Darth me, Vader's grandson. Darth Vader's grandson. Go ahead. Give me an example of somebody else that's a good character that's written poorly. No, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just not doing that to you. She's just drawn poorly, she's, or drawn, she's drawn bad. She's drawn bad. You're right. Uh, or drawn better than anything's ever been drawn. I, it's <laughs> opinions may vary. All right. So an example of a good character that's been written poorly. And I'm not saying that to bait you. I'm actually curious. Like what? What would you say? What can you think of anything? Well, okay. So in all honesty, you could handpick most of the characters in the new star wars and i'll try and think of one outside of the star wars universe i think that has some exceptions too like uh rose mm-hmm. bad, bad character written poorly uh yeah i mean i feel bad for the actress she did the best with a turd sandwich but yeah you're right the character was made to make to prove a point and then was tossed right the fuck out right so and I and that's what I'm talking about. And like I said, I'll try and come up with another example while we're talking here. But um, 
you have so Kylo Ren is you know Darth Vader's grandson who probably is super force sensitive um has mommy and daddy issues uh he's at the Jedi Academy and how it was written bad is how he turned like the whole business with Luke and you know spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it but uh his his whole misunderstanding with Luke trying to kill him but not wanting to kill him but it was too late and like that whole business was written poorly but to have somebody as powerful as him turn bad mm-hmm. i think i think that could have been handled a lot differently like his lines are cheesy his motivations are cheesy but you know he's his still... actions he's he's a man in his 20s behaving like an angsty teenager right and and it's horrible <laughs> right and i just i think that like if you had paired him up with somebody that wasn't a total and complete stooge, like Hux, was it Admiral H- General Hux? Huxley, something like that. It's it's the redheaded oh, guy. Really forgettable, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a sniveling twerp. You know, if you had, if he was like under the control of somebody like Thrawn, which, <laughs> you know, somebody like a real formidable character, and just the kid kept fucking up left and right, but they were trying to put him on the right path or at least the wrong path, you know, down the dark. <laughs> the right like, bad path. I just think that that was an okay character. That was a pretty decent character that they wrecked with writing. Yeah. As opposed to somebody like Rose, that's just a bad character and bad writing. Um, Poe is kind of the same thing that yeah. like he's the best pilot in the universe and I'm going to make crack a lot of jokes, but you know, all these people are dying around me kind of, you know, I don't know. I'll try and think of another good character that was badly written. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I I've been trying to rack my brain and I know there's got to be examples out there, but I can't. Well, it's like tough. the concept work, the concept should be cool, but it's just bad execution. Yeah, and it's tough to think of something because the more majority of the stuff that I pay attention to, I'm I'm usually all in on all the characters. Mm-hmm. Something like Firefly, expertly written, expertly acted. They like the characters perfect. Okay. How about uh, Daenerys in the last season of Game of Thrones? Yeah, great that, character. You know the build up, the the background. Like okay, George R. R. Martin's character. Yeah, great character. The give it the, the reins to the two guys that finished it. Bad execution. Like she all of a sudden goes nuts for no good reason. She you know forgets the Iron Fleet still out there, loses the dragon. You know all the stupid like all of a sudden right. this character. Like I think that it probably is not quite there, but I think that could count yeah a, well she and she was well established see kylo ren never got to be established as somebody awesome right, you know, right. he he actually enters the game as kind of a douchebag he he has that one moment where he freezes a, a laser blast or a blaster bolt and he has that yeah he's that was like the pinnacle because I, I remember seeing that scene going oh that's badass right that's make a lot of sense but it's badass yeah and then <laughs> and then that was it. It was downhill from there. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I, that does remind me not to, I, I don't want to, I, well, maybe we should derail it. Cause I'm sure people are sick of the star Wars stuff by now, but uh, that does remind me while one of the things I can't get on my own head for when I'm watching any kind of sci-fi type of thing. So I was watching the Falcon and winter soldier, the second episode today. Yep. And I was also watching just a cartoon that just came out on Amazon Prime called Invincible, which is based on a comic book I read the whole series of that ended a few years ago. 
So I'm watching both these things, and I and I can't get past it. And this is everything where you have these characters that are super powered doing all kinds of crazy shit, and their clothes are also super powered. Yes. Because they never rip, they never tear, they never fall away. It's the Hulk's they pants. Just, yeah. Well, at least the Hulk's pants will rip. They'll rip, but the, they stay around his waist. Uh, yeah. Especially, well, especially the Lou Ferrigno version. Like back in the day, like that was a thing. His pants would rip, and they'd be all ragged, but they'd stay because you don't want to see Lou Ferrigno's dong. I, well, I'm sure some people wanted to, but yeah. you know, there's at the, least the one general person. public. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, are that's, you talking this specifically when the Winter Soldier rips off his his sleeve to show that he has a a mechanical arm? for no reason at all and then he jumps out of a plane and goes through all the trees at terminal velocity well that's the other thing too i'm like <laughs> and his clothes are fine he dead. That, yeah but that was my first thought his clothes are fine that's like that was, and he would be a smear like i liked how what the falcon assumes like how that work out for you or whatever it was it's like why would he assume he's alive he should be like oh my god that dude's dead <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's dead now because nobody can lift it unless they're super you know strong or whatever it, and yeah it's well and it's that, and it's like, like in the first episode when he's fighting in the air, I'm like, okay, he's got this thing on his back that's essentially letting him fly as fast as a, like a, a jet plane, like a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you know what pilots of fighter jets have to wear? Full helmets with oxygen tanks attached to them. <laughs> yeah. Because they're high and moving fast. This guy's like, I'm going to put goggles on. Whee! Yeah. Well, that's his superpower. <laughs> I know. I know. And then you got to suspend this. I like the show. I do. But these stupid little things you got to suspend disbelief on. And I just, my mind just keeps on, okay, that does. Or, so one example is the, um, and it's, it's cartoons, so, but whatever, is the Invincible cartoons about this. It's like almost like a take on Superman. Like you have a Superman type character that's on Earth and he has a kid. And the kid's Invincible. And the first episode's him. The first comic book's him. He's almost 18. All of a sudden, oh, he's getting his powers. He's like, yes, finally. I, you know, I've been expecting this my whole life because my dad's a superhero. So his dad's kind of like teaching him how to fly, how to work. And it's kind of cool because he's explaining, you know, we don't move. So punching is not the same as it would be if you're like anchored to the ground. And ball. Like, oh, this is kind of a different take on it, like thinking things through. And then there's a scene where they're both up in the air playing catch. And he, like the dad throws a base, but they're like not facing each other. They're back to back. And the dad throws a bit the baseball one way. And a couple seconds later, the kid catches it. And what they're doing is they're, throwing it around the planet <laughs> yeah and i'm like what the fuck is this baseball made out of how the hell <laughs> and the glove yeah. they have a regular baseball glove they go, and they're catching it like the glove would dissolve the, the ball wouldn't even make it because it would have burned up and from friction like 10 minutes after they left or 10 seconds after they threw it right and in fact they show one scene where the kid throws it, it goes through a mountain you're like come on why it's a cartoon and it's a super and I, why why do I care? Like, why am I noting this? What's wrong with me? Maybe, maybe it's a uh, special superhero baseball. That's he took it. He took it from his home planet. Like, remember real men? Oh yeah. We talked about this the other day. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I only remember the high points. There's it's John Ritter and John, um, James Belushi. They're spies. Well, John Ritter's aliens. not a spy. He is by the end. Right? Well, he's an I agent, guess. I guess. I, say yeah, that. I guess. And at the end, or at one point, they hammered this pen that the aliens give him through a baseball, and it unfolds, and the baseball flies off in the air. At the end, the aliens are like, thank him for the baseball. It's a wonderful game. Maybe that's where 
that baseball came from. The aliens approved it. That's right. They, they gave it to this back. guy. That was a, that was a long trip to make that point, but there you go. Well, maybe it's one of the uh, one of the eleven alien species that exist. Specifically, eleven. Yeah, there are. There's eleven alien species, nine of which want to use us as food. Oh God, what are the last uh, two want to use us as? Ah, uh, peace. But we have a treaty with them. They not sex. They they treat. Yeah, I'm sure it's sex. But they to get uh, a piece. I get you. That's right. <laughs> they uh they trade their technology for um human sacrifices we give yeah. them people as uh food and uh research man that must have been a long fucking trip to get here without people to munch on like we, maybe we, not we, we there yet hungry oh my god we we got nothing to eat because we need these human sacrifices well maybe well, we they never left alpha centauri Poor alien. I feel bad for him. Let's give him some people. I got, we, we know well, some. no, they've been here all along. It's part yeah. of the original group that came 100,000 years ago that built the pyramids. Yeah, because we they needed pyramids for... Star alignment. Gotcha. To yeah. point the way home. Sky. Yep. <laughs> Up. Oh, damn. Right. Okay. That's where well, we Well, no, because this whole time they've been going to inner Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we keep getting lost? I, I don't know. Up, down, left, right. It's all weird to me. Okay, we need a marker. We need something pointing to which way to go home. Yeah. I've heard of these pyramid things. Yes. It's an arrow pointing the way home. All right. I'll stop with the conspiracy theories. No, I like it. Up. It's a movie by Pixar. And it does a thinly veiled warning to the world. Man, dude, there's aliens and they're up. They're going up. They want to go up. There's a new uh, Pixar theory about the movie Up that the guy's dead the whole time. And he's and the kid ate him. That's why he's fat. <laughs> but he's traveling through the afterlife to find the love of his life with in, in a house tied to balloons ate his corpse which yeah. is all things considered there's worse things you can do with a corpse oh yeah definitely <laughs> as sam kinnison would say <laughs> uh i heard another pixar theory today that the reason have you seen inside out yeah actually i have so the reason why the little girl the prepubescent child struggles through the movie is that she's uh questioning her own sexuality of course that's a theory (laughs) well okay i'll tell you why this theory exists is because inside her head the the little creatures that are controlling her is a mix it's a mix of men and women but if you look inside the father's head all of the characters are played by men and if you look in the woman's the mom's head all the characters are played by women it's only the daughter whose characters are a mix of men and women. Yeah, well. There, huh? Oh, well, yeah, that makes a certain amount of sense. I'll give it that. <laughs> Maybe one of the writers threw that in there, and it was like, nobody's going to notice. And then you noticed. Well, not me. I mean, no, take other credit. people. Yeah, okay, I'll take credit for that. Have you seen Soul? No, you, I actually meant to. It's not bad. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. There's a lot on Disney+. There's uh, the National Geographic section of Disney+. Plus is actually... I started delving into that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff. There's a really cool one where they drain the ocean or they, uh, they have this sonar technology where they can now map things underwater. (gasps) Did they find the Loch Ness monster yet? No, 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 no. The the Loch Ness monster. You're never going to see the Loch Ness monster. It's too sad. He's a savvy motherfucker. And he just (laughs) goes through the portal at the bottom of Loch Ness. Takes him wherever he wants to go. Hey, when does a joke become a dad joke? When? When it becomes a funny motherfucker. (laughs) 
I like it. And then he has little baby <laughs> jokes. That's right. Uh, I don't know what I was. Oh no, they 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 now drain. They use computer graphics with the sonar stuff, and they uh, can drain large bodies of water. Like they drain Lake Michigan, and they show you what would be underwater, like all the stuff that's under Lake Michigan. Ooh, if they drained Lake Superior, they could find the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, maybe it is Lake Superior, because I I think they do that. It's a there's a lot of shipwrecks and shit like that. There they are. did the Titanic. They drained the ocean so they could look at the Titanic, and they it's it's pretty fascinating. It's pretty neat. That's like your dream come true is getting rid of the oceans. Isn't Hell it? yeah, get rid of it all. <laughs> Drain the motherfucker. Nothing coming up from beneath you at that point. Nope. And they'd all, <laughs> all those all those creatures from the deep would be flopping around dying. Right. And it would stick. That would smell really Cthulhu bad. Out there. Cthulhu at the bottom of the Pacific. What would he do with no water? He'd kill us all. I don't know. There'd be no water. So the water's kind of trapping him. It's kind of a cage. When he's free of the water, that's when he ends the world. Yeah. Good time. But when the great old ones come again, they're going to teach humans new ways of enjoying themselves. So there's that to look forward to. Speaking of the great old ones, have you watched any uh, Godzilla? Are you preparing yourself for Godzilla versus Kong? No, that is hip under my radar. So is that coming out soon? Yeah, this week. I think it's, it's out already. It'll be on HBO Max this week. Cool, because I can't see it in a theater. There's no theaters around me open anymore. That was that's fun. Yeah, no, I don't have to drive way the fuck away to see it in a theater. Which it needs to be seen in a movie like that needs to be seen in a theater, and I'm gonna have to make a fucking track to go see it in a theater. It's bullshit. A, I think there's a Smitty's open near you, right? Nope, closed. Smitty's is closed. Yep. What? Yep. Cinemagic closed. You're yep. right up the road from the. Uh, Regal and Falmouth. Okay, maybe that's open. I don't know. Or the Nordica in Freeport. Okay, that's a little ways away. <laughs> but like I said, it's gonna be a trek. I we we've uh, rented we rented uh, I say rented we paid the premium for uh, Mulan, and we just did the newest Disney movie Raya and the Last Dragon. And you know I I prefer to go to a movie theater, but it really wasn't that bad. I didn't mind it too too much. You got to get, here's what I want to do. Here's what I think the future is going to be. VR headsets, and it just looks like you're... Sex VR. dolls. VR sex headsets. You, so you know, porn theater. Porn, all the world. Porn theater you fuck VR. your VR headset, you just have a port for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the noise you make, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I mind I see that. it coming from all directions. <laughs> What yeah. that? What's, yeah, it's a it's a virtual reality, and they have the they put the guy like down in the second row, whacking it. <laughs> God dang it! Yeah. So how would that go if you had a virtual reality headset for a movie theater, and the people behind you wouldn't shut the fuck up? Yeah, that's what I want. I want that. I want the whole experience. Yeah. Like, the want, you know, I want like to put the headset on, look like there's a screen in front of me, but then see like silhouettes in front of me. Yeah, and in the back, like a kid going. But I want another one or some yeah. bullshit next to a me. Group of like five or six teenagers behind you throwing fucking yeah M and M's and shit at the screen, yeah. being obnoxious. You know, hobo snoring, all that shit. Somebody showing up late. Yes, making like, a lot of noise. And all of a sudden, something hits you. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's because somebody got the signal next to you. Like they sent somebody to your house to bump into you. <laughs> it's a full package. It's a full experience. Yeah, virtual reality movie theater. I don't know. I I didn't mind the watching it in my living room. The the one thing that sucks about you say that, that, but I see that your eyes are dead inside. Yeah, just like the lights out of them. 
you're yeah. you're 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 just lying to yourself. It's terrible. Man, well, the problem with it is you're in your house, so you know every five fucking <laughs> hate seconds. my house. Well, no, you got to hit pause so somebody can go do something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I think we hit pause like no fewer than ten times. We rented that movie, and somebody's got to go use the bathroom, so you hit pause. Somebody, the popcorn's almost done in the hit pause. I got to go refill my drink. Hit pause. You know what's going to happen? What's going to have a comeback? Chamber pots. <laughs> what? Don't have to get up to go to the bathroom when you have a chamber pot. Oh, chamber pot. Chamber I said, pot. I thought you said shaver pots. I'm like. Shaver pot, yes. So we get a close shave. Yeah. <laughs> Two bits. Sit, sit in the barber's chair with a straight razor. I like it. I'm watching Mulan and I'm getting the shave. Getting my shave on. Chamber pot. So you sit on your couch, you're like, somebody says, hey, I gotta use the bathroom. Pause it. Nope. Here you go. Have you ever pissed in an adult diaper? Like from how far away? Any distance. <laughs> have you ever pissed in an adult <laughs> Why is diaper? That making me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I have not. Uh, not my own, at least. I've pissed in somebody else's from, <laughs> to teach them a lesson. It's like, you, you think this is funny? I'll show you how it's funny. Do you think that there is a negative stigma attached to an adult diaper. No. What, why would there be? Like adult well, diapers okay. are the coolest. All the cool kids piss their pants. <laughs> Do you, when, like, so if somebody, if an adult told you that they were wearing an adult diaper, like you're standing, you're at the bar, you're having a couple drinks, and somebody stands there and they've got that look on their face of sheer pleasure, and then they're like, ah, oh, okay, I'm done. And then you're like, what was that all about? Well, I just, I just pissed in my adult diaper. Would that like, would that bother you? No, that'd be awesome because that tells me she's 18 at least. <laughs> what you're saying that 16 year olds can't wear adult diapers? They're not adults, so yeah, by law they couldn't wear adult. Diapers. <laughs> it says it says adult it says on the adult back. on the word. Okay. Yeah. So, do you think that there's a stigma attached to adult <laughs> diapers? I like you just blowing past the fact that I'm cool with some girl pissing herself and that's turning me on. That's that's. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think I paid you for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you're just sitting here like, well, no, he's into water sports. That's fine. But anyways, what the? <laughs> I, okay, I think it's genius. I think adult diapers are absolutely fucking genius. They are definitely better than the alternative, which is not having yes. an adult diaper if you're going to need it. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the times that I drove, like, from North Carolina to Maine you know, 17, 18 hours without stopping, you know, just like get on the road and go and how bad I had to piss half the time. I'm like, why didn't I just get adult diapers and piss my pants? Or just go whole hog, get a catheter. And you don't even <laughs> realize you got to piss. Well, that's a different that's not, level. The choice is just taken away from you. <laughs> yeah, that's a completely different level. You want to, you know, I know the key to driving long distances. Imodium. The uh, anti-diarrhea medicine. Oh, oh, I thought it was the, the medicine that makes you have diarrhea. Yeah, so just, it, get just get it all out. Get all Or you have to go shit so bad that you just mash the gas pedal just to get there as fast as <laughs> you go, possibly gotta can. Go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. That's the secret about to the get there. the lights and behind me. Just go on. Well, of course they're going to let you go. You know, you were going 95 and a 45, but man, officer, did you know how bad I have to shit? You got to, got to put a sign in your room. Got to shit. <laughs> and then they'll understand. Yeah, they'll pull in. Plus... That's a great way to avoid getting carjacked, is to just <laughs> shit all over your car. Right. Try or tell the carjacker, I have to shit, and then just play on their sympathies. Yeah. Like, what carjacker is going to put a gun in your face and you say, oh, I got to shit myself? 
before and I get out of this car, there's going to be a stain on this car. You want you want it? No. Want it? Not even that. Don't even threaten them. Like, what decent carjacker wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you got a shit? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get the next one. Because if carjackers are anything, it's decent. <laughs> Consider it to your feelings. Get out of the motherfucking car. <laughs> Damn. It's all yours, buddy. This thing, this entity. Yeah. You break it, you bought it. <laughs> Is that beer? Bees. <laughs> oh man, I think that we've talked about more than we had intended on to start this episode. Well, you know, I had this all written down ahead of time. <laughs> Folks, this was all scripted. Oh, you know what? I do. I'm gonna No, you don't have to say anything else. What I know was what I gonna say. What was I gonna say? It it doesn't matter. No, you tell me. I wanna know. I wanna know what that you know. I want to know that you know. I know that we are all one conscious. That's well. That kind of plays into it because going back to the, I'm gonna I'm gonna retread old ground. Going back into the um, help the headset VR movie experience. Get rid of the chamber pot idea. That was a bad idea. I'll admit that. Scratch the chamber pot idea. You all wear VR headset and you're in your own little world. You sit there as a family. You get up and use the bathroom and you don't have to pause anything or take the headset off. It's an exercise in how well do I know my house. <laughs> I think can I, think, I find my way to the bathroom without seeing anything or hearing anything? Of course, I could because that would be um, interesting to say the least. Right to think that possibly it's not the toilet I'm sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the sink. I might have gotten so turned around that I only made it five steps and I'm just facing the couch right now, <laughs> <laughs> pissing all over your family. And they're <laughs> wow, these this technology is amazing. This rain, I can feel it. It's it's warm. It's a stormy day and yeah, warm rain. I didn't know lasers were sticky. Are you at that point in your <laughs> sticky? What, what kind of what kind when of it dries? <laughs> Look, it, it's a good. It works. Just think about it, or don't. Just is your don't is your piss rate full of sugar? <laughs> it's full of. It's ropey. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's gel like. Would you need a fork and knife? I can. Duplicate the Sunday comics, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> See, silly putty. Back in the day, we used to have this thing. Yes, silly putty. Where are you? Look, that was a solid joke that landed well. I just put that up. Yes. Are you to the point in your uh, condo where you could get around without eyesight? Um, no. <laughs> no, you'd still, you'd still. No, be I don't around? trust myself nearly enough. I could, because there, I do the next best thing where. I turn the lights off and then go to bed and I'll still bump into shit on my way to bed. So no, I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm just. I, uh, so I've got a TikTok for this. No, you know, that doesn't. That doesn't <laughs> uh, I saw. I was watching the TikTok and it was a reporter talking to a little blind girl and she was talking about all her accomplishments. And the reporter says to the little girl, "Is there anything you can't do?" And the little girl goes, "See." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awful. You're not going to take none of your shit. I'm pretty sure I could get around my house blind as a bat. I could get around my house blind and deaf. Because <laughs> I could get around my most house Most people blind, use deaf, like a location no to get around, but you don't need that shit. I could get around blind, deaf, no arms, no legs, and spun around dizzy. I could get around my house just by sense of smell. Nope. I could get around my house blind, deaf, no smell, <laughs> and third degree burns over three quarters of my body. <laughs> I can get around my house as a charred corpse with 
uh, with ants nibbling on my nuts and <laughs> while doing the helicopter. In fact, that would help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a poker just, I got this image. It's great. Well, I keep thinking of the guy from RoboCop. Help me. But he got around. So, you know, that Is could this be the guy in RoboCop that has dick shot off? Yes. Well, no. Yeah, well. Oh, God. Yes. So many dicks. That one, and then the next one, and then the next one. That was a great Yeah. Anybody listening should go Google RoboCop shooting dicks. It, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was laughing so much. That, yeah. It was the greatest. If you're not, uh, you know, prudish. You're gonna well, see... you're going to see a lot of dicks. Yeah. But if you're sensitive to such things, they're prosthetic. Maybe. Or maybe <laughs> I, they... I imagine... I Maybe really have, hope they, they had integrity. Dicks. Yeah, they had real production values. <laughs> Cinematic integrity. Well, guys, we're gonna have to blow all your dicks off. Yes, but you'll live forever on the internet. It's yep. worth it. You'll be internet famous, sort of. This okay. Well, this is why you have to Google and watch this, so you make the sacrifice worth it. It needs a wider audience. It does. So they get exposure. No pun intended. <laughs> and uh, and they can make more videos of dicks blowing up. Yeah. We need a part two. Robocock two. <laughs> Blowing dicks. <laughs> it's not what you think. <laughs> or maybe it is. Was that who said it? Like casting call. Okay, we're gonna do a movie. Who wants their dick blown? Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why they. All these arms know, go up. Yeah. Like a hundred guys show up. No, it's a different kind of blowing dicks. We had a Beautiful. topic. We did have a topic. Topic that I did. Just the deepest of research. <laughs> yeah, I googled it. So I feel like we had a lot of potential segues, but we had some good momentum going, so we didn't want to stop it. Oh, yeah. We we had like 20 segues that we could have yeah, just easy. gone right into it. So I'm just going to say it outright. All right. Uh, exploding dicks in adult diapers. Yeah. That's our topic for today. <laughs> yeah. We had the segue. We didn't want to go right from that into the topic because that would have been too obvious. But now we're going back to it. Jeez, now it's going to be a little disappointing. <laughs> Expectations are high. Gonna, you go first. You explode your dick first. <laughs> I. <laughs> that was. A, I kind of wish I were in an adult diaper right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, the convenience alone makes it a genius idea. I feel like there's there's a point where if you're wearing an adult diaper, you you're like Superman. Like you're invulnerable. Like you are impervious. That you've reached that point in your life. You're like. That's it. Nothing can hurt me. I <laughs> I am an adult man, and I am pissing myself. I am impervious to criticism, to am, scorn, to shame, to everything. I am Nothing standing in me. my neighbor's backyard at a barbecue, yeah. just pissing my pants. I am looking this man in the eye and hurting. <laughs> yes, and that he is can't stop absolutely me. a superpower. Yes. I am, I am in the canned goods aisle at the grocery store, and I am pissing myself right now. <laughs> I'm saying that we need to remove the stigma attached to adult diapers, and we need to let everybody know right here and right now, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, the bastards of profundication have now given it their stamp of approval. That's right. It ain't cool until we say it's cool, four, and we're saying it's cool. Four exploding dicks up. <laughs> Wham! Here. <laughs> like, all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. Probably gonna need to get a sponge to clean that off. You know, no, we... you think of all the pluses to retirement. You know, I get to 
work on my hobbies. I get to stay home with my loved ones. I get to watch all the TV and read all the books. Uh, I also get to sit around and piss myself. <laughs> yeah. The all bathroom, day long. bathroom is 12 steps right in that direction. And I tell you what, I could get there if I were blind. <laughs> but I don't want to. And scorched and <laughs> amputated. That's right. But I don't have to and I don't got, I'm not going to. That's right. I can stand in the grand window of my beautiful home with my <laughs> cup of coffee, listening to the birds sing in the morning, and I can stand right there and just piss my... <laughs> That's living. That right there. I out and be like, you know what? That looks good. I'm going to join you in more ways than one. Yep. That is... That's high living. That's, it does not matter where you are, who you're with, what the <laughs> setting is. You can piss yourself. It's not even a can. This is gonna. That would become something I would look forward to. Like, oh my god, <laughs> Frank down the road. He needs to talk to me about something. Here we go. I'm coming, Frank. Hold on a second. Let me finish this uh, giant mug of whatever liquid. I don't even. Doesn't even matter. I'm gonna yeah. chug it right now, and then we're gonna talk. <laughs> well, just think if you're on a road trip and you're the one person wearing an adult <laughs> diaper and everybody else has to piss so bad, you can just sit there and smile. Smile on your face. <laughs> They're, they'd all be jealous. Yeah. Like, you got a secret that nobody... We're just going to keep going with this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The name of this episode is Adult Diapers and Why They're Cool. Yeah. You waited uh, a year for it, and here it is. That's right. Yes. Welcome back, motherfuckers. We are back <laughs> to talk about incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> the topic no other podcast will cover. We're there. <laughs> There's a reason you tune into us, and here it is. Uh, I can't wait to check the statistics on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's that should be the title of the episode: incontinence. You know what? <laughs> We're gonna kill with the. Uh, with the elderly, the yeah, demographic, yeah. the, the elderly demographic <laughs> is gonna be. Listen, you're gonna need adult diapers to listen to this episode. You're gonna laugh so hard you'll piss yourself. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna forward a challenge into you right now. Okay. Google. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Google image middle-aged man adult diaper. Let's see what happens. Middle. Middle-aged man, because adult diaper senior citizen, it's a gimme. Middle-aged man adult diaper. First link is Amazon. Awesome. Uh, second link is Walmart. <laughs> Look at the images. Oh, okay. Images. Wow. Adult Oh, God. <laughs> Do you see the one that it's the guy with the pacifier? And yeah, like sideways, <laughs> the pink shirt. What the fuck? I highly recommend anybody oh, that, God, that this... wants to. Go Google. Wow, some these are some cool designs, too. Yeah, you're styling. You don't have to be ashamed of this. This is fashion forward. That's right. Ooh, onesie. There's one. He's wearing a diaper that says COVID my ass. It's topical. It's for the times we live in. This okay. one's called This one's called the brand is Easy Friends Adult Diapers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Because you wear adult diapers, you're going to make friends. That's the okay, way I didn't. I didn't have to go too far to see some Japanese, so I suppose that goes without saying. 208 adult diaper man photos. Free, royalty-free stock photos. That's great. Uh, have you gotten to the one that's transparent adult diapers? No, but I'm looking at this. How to change diaper. 
Yikes. And now there's a picture of Natalie Portman in a low cut dress. That's I think okay. that's your al- that's your algorithm working again. <laughs> Could be. I wear diapers question mark. Girl holding her nose. Okay. This is a rabbit hole that I'm both fascinated and frightened to be going to so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm Googling uh ad- <laughs> adult diapers are cool. <laughs> Stay cool while wearing adult diapers. <clears throat> Do they have, like, ventilation slats? Six tips to chill in bad summer when wearing an adult diaper. Hell yeah. This is going to become a thing. I'm telling you. We start. This is this is day zero. This is minute zero. From here it starts. You were here first. When adult diapers got normalized. Dr. Fauci says <laughs> you should wear two. Man, that guy's just milking his 15 minutes, isn't he? <laughs> wear a mask and an adult diaper. Just Heck. to be safe. Wear an adult diaper as a mask. Yes. Then switch when one gets fouled and we won't ask how. <laughs> well, we were going to talk about. <laughs> we got to That's a force like a willpower to uh, move on here. Yes, we have a topic. The topic today really is what formula <laughs> do you drink before you, you drink your before adult you diaper? <laughs> adult formula? For adult diapers and adult pacifiers. Right back around. <laughs> yes. Yes. What were we going to talk? We were going to talk about the success of television shows. Yeah, like the recipe for success. Like why do you shut some shows that are god awful stay on the air when better shows do not? Well, and I, I spoiler alert, I didn't find a great answer to that question <clears throat> besides money. Right. I found well, a really good article from the Atlantic. You might have found it as well. No, I didn't see that. About one. the um, there's a very clear cut formula for what makes sitcoms work, and if, if you stray from that formula, you're bound to not. Uh, what it boils down to is there's a, a script writing technique for the act. It's broken down into minutes. Half hour half hour sitcoms are usually 21 to 22 minutes, and there's a breakdown uh, of what you need to introduce. Oh, okay, yeah. When you need to introduce it, uh, there's an intro, you know, your character. There's, there are certain characters you have to have. And that I didn't get too deep into it because I didn't want to ruin TV for myself. But the, the person <laughs> that wrote the article was like, yeah, once you know how the formula is written, you can't unsee it when you're watching a sitcom. That's interesting because I always had that thought. Like, do people that write movies and TV shows, can they enjoy it? Like, watching other people's works this guy this guy didn't necessarily and i assume it was a guy but the person who wrote this article said that he was writing for uh a sitcom for another country so what why why would you do that well i mean he had gotten a job writing for television in i don't remember what country but it was european in their television style but he didn't know how to write for a sitcom. He got the job before he knew how to do it kind of thing. So he did some research and come to find out that there's this formula. So he did some watching of television and decided, wow, like everything is this way. You got to have your Joey. You got to have. I found another one where the this woman had written an article about it. And she said that uh, most successful sitcoms have a, uh, an FFC a former fat character. Huh. And you have you have somebody that was in a previous, you know, early in their life they were fat and part of like their character arc is how they overcame 
being fat. Uh, like Monica on Friends. Yeah, and then I'm sitting there like, okay, what other example is there? Uh, they said, I guess, uh, in New Girl, they listed, uh, this person listed five shows and all five shows had them. It was um, New Girl, it was Friends, it was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and a couple others that I hadn't seen. But um, you look at a lot of the uh, sitcoms from the 80s when they used to do they used to treat sitcoms like public service announcements yeah. and a lot of them would deal with like, very special episodes. disorder. Yeah. Very special yeah. episodes. And, like there'd be one with somebody would have an eating disorder, um, bulimia or anorexia or something like alcoholic. that. Alcoholic Tom Hanks is an alcoholic and he slaps Michael J. Fox around <laughs> or Punky Brewster's Frank gets stuck in a refrigerator. God, yes. remember being a kid in the eighties and being scared to death of fucking junkyard refrigerators. Because yeah. Gonna suck you in and kill you. Yeah, can't get out. Once you get in, you can't get out. Don't get in a refrigerator. Yeah, I guess I always thought like, why would you get into a refrigerator? Hide and seek. Hide and seek's like it was a nefarious game created by Nazis or something to kill off American kids. I'm pretty sure because you go play hide and seek, you're gonna die. Yeah, death is imminent. Yeah. So okay, what did you find as far as like a recipe for success? Because I I'm I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off and I'm gonna say Firefly is my favorite show of all time. Fire, if if anybody listening to this has not watched Firefly, you can just stop listening now because I don't even want you as a fan of the podcast. You need to go watch Firefly and then sit there in misery like I do that they never continued it. Like it was a failed show. And I can tell you the recipe for how it failed. I mean, this has been gone over ad nauseum in the circles of people that enjoy the show. And it essentially got a terrible time slot. The, yep. Yeah, the producers of the show meddled with the order in which the episodes aired. There was a lot of confusion. Um, it just part of what I feel like when it comes to a recipe for success is a following. Like it never, it never got the following it needed in order to continue. Like, like The Walking Dead, probably one of the worst television shows that's ever been on. I don't care <laughs> who knows it. I hate that show. It <clears throat> started off being good, and it got the following. And then as soon as they had the following, they were like, we're going to make this not make any sense. We're going to have our characters do things that make absolutely no sense. Mm. I mean, not to mention the fact that we live in a world with zombies. So everybody's going to suspend disbelief because they're zombies. So they might as well suspend disbelief that these characters are going to actually act rational. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's one part of the equation. So what I found was, and I think I said it pretty much at the beginning, it's the numbers, it's the money. Mm -hmm. And, a lot of these people said again and again, like good show, like this is what you'll get good shows that are like almost objectively good, like Firefly or like uh, Dollhouse or, or I'm just going to go through Joss Whedon shows, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Well, not, well, not, not Arrested Development because that what I was about to say was a lot of it is they're good. They're too expensive for they're they're too good. So they're expensive. They got the effects problem. Um, and they're too smart. And that sounds elitist, but I can't help it because they're intricate, well written, and you got to pay attention. Right. So you got the one-two punch of you have to pay attention, and they cost a lot to make because they're gonna have special effects or animatronics or something like that in there. Yeah. And that could be the death knell. If you if you think about it, there's very few TV shows that have both of those that's that were considered good successes. Yeah. Like Lost. I was going to say Battlestar Galactica, but if you pay attention to Battlestar Galactica, 
that show started off with good effects that went downhill quick. Like I believe it's a I've, I've talked about this before, but I think it was the third season where the premiere was fucking amazing, where the ship comes into the atmosphere to like rescue all the people on the planet. There's a big fucking fight and it's like jumping away and blah. like it was like blowing. I was like I'm like this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen on TV. The rest of the season they blew their entire budget on that one episode. The rest of the season was a lot of political drama. Trash. Yeah, it got real bogged down. Like they, they, in fact, the formula is characterization, drama, break it up with some action. They fuck, they lost the formula. It was just characterization, drama. There's no action to break it up. Yeah. And as good as the dialogue and scripts were, you're just like, I need to see something blowing the fuck up, and I'm not seeing it. Right. Well, do you think that there's any correlation between successful shows or non-successful shows in like a linear story? Because one of the things that I remember from when I was interviewing John Lear, I don't know if you uh, listened to that whole episode or if anybody else did, but oh yeah, yeah, and he's in the business, and I talked to him a little bit about this, and some of it had to do with the reality television, but it makes a, a lot of sense with canceled shows. Is he said like the thing that kills television is confusion? So because yeah. my point I was trying to make with him was reality television sucks because. Every time you come back from commercial, you're rehashing for two or three minutes what you just saw before the commercial break. And his answer to that was the producers of the TV show understand the audience cannot stick around if there's any confusion whatsoever. So I'm thinking, okay, when you're watching a show like Friends, the jokes land better if you know the history of these characters. But you don't have to know. Right. like the jokes are funny by themselves. If you were to just see it in syndication and watch like a couple episodes, it's not that hard to find it funny when they're doing like almost it's slapstick, but it's not slapstick. It's like uh, it's it's like um, verbal slapstick. Well, you know it's how? like well, I was gonna say like like if you have you know Ross saying, well, if it's okay, what if they were on a break? That's an obvious callback. And if you have no idea what he's talking about, that's fine because that's the one callback joke that entire episode. Maybe right. that entire episode and the two episodes next to it, you know. Right. So you, yeah, you're right. You don't have to pay attention. It, that's a little Easter egg to give to the longtime fans. If you're not a longtime fan, you're like, eh. right. and then you're fine two seconds later because a new joke's coming in. That the, right, and you and you're relying on the the studio audience to laugh. So if they're laughing, I must, right. you know, that must be funny. Right. Just like we've talked before about. If you watch Friends without the laugh track, they're all psychotic. <laughs> yes, which is almost more funny. Yeah, but. but I mean, but that's the thing is you watch the some of these shows without a laugh track to help tell you what's supposed to be funny. You know, it maybe it's maybe it's just a lot harder to follow along, and that confusion creeps in, and then you're tuning it out. And if you're yeah, tuning it out, I, then yeah. more people are tuning it out, and if more people tune it out, then the network's taking it off. Then it becomes a cult hit and not a commercial success a la arrested development arrested development a la firefly a la yeah, <laughs> yeah. right like like it's the rare show that has brains and wide appeal and i feel like this is a recurring theme in our podcast where i defend the elitist view so whatever i'm not even gonna just i'm not even gonna apologize for it oh tell me you're gonna sit over there in an adult diaper and yeah. tell me what's yes. funny. This the non diaper wearing general audience is a bunch of idiots. Yeah, because of course the adult diaper wearing people are the elites. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's an upper level. They have looked at the status quo and said, no, it's wrong. 
I uh, I'm going to improve on that while I shit myself. <laughs> because adult diapers are good for more than one thing. Just saying. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, could save the day. <laughs> so I I did find um, a Vox article about why shows fail because that's that was way easier to find than why a show is successful. I, apparently, why shows are successful is a goddamn mystery to most people. But uh, so this is they had a few reasons why shows would fail. Number one, the show almost immediately flopped. Like it was just a bad show. Yeah. Like it. Um. So the the point. The problem is the point at which the ratings have gotten so low that it merits instant cancellation differs from show to show. It depends. Like networks might be willing to stomach like an art house type of show for like the prestige of it. You know, this big name jumped on board and blah blah blah. But at some point, low low ratings are just low ratings and they're gonna drop it. You know, especially if they didn't even get there in the first episode. So the obvious one is shows flop. Um Family Guy is a good example. Somehow that got low that that got canceled and got brought back. But it got canceled for a reason. It it just wasn't up there. Uh, reason number two, the show struggled in ratings, which is okay because the ratings weren't low, but the studio wouldn't reduce the licensing fee. This was interesting to me because here's something that I didn't realize, and maybe you didn't, I don't know, but TV shows we watch are not technically owned by the networks that air them. The networks license them or lease them from the studios hmm. that produce them. So okay. this is convoluted web of revenue. Like, the studio makes a movie or a TV show, I mean, and they lose money because they're, you know, they have to produce this thing. There's a production budget. So they they lease it to a network. The network gets ad revenue, and that's how they make their money. But these days, the studio also now has a lot more ways to make money. They can do streaming. They can do, you know, DVD sales. Like, ABC is not making the money from a DVD sale. The studio that made the show is making that money. Right. And that they're was... not making all the money. There was a writer's strike, uh, two, 2005 or six, I believe. Yeah. And the, the crux of the strike was the writers of these shows and film. Um, they were forward thinking enough to see that there would be web content and DVD content. You know, there was more money to be made beyond just airing a TV show on, you know, on a channel. And that's the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. I think. I know the writers guild. Basically. Yeah. That was something they saw coming down the road was all these alternate ways or uh, the studio also makes all the money from a syndicated run. So the, you know, that the reruns that are on before prime time, you know, that are airing on CBS and ABC and all that CBS and ABC aren't really making the money for that. They're the studios. It's going right back to the studio. And that's why a show can get canceled because the, the network is not only not making money from these, tertiary things they're paying money to run the show a licensing fee so if they're if the audience isn't high quick then they're like we're not just not gaining money we're losing money we're throwing money at the studio for no reason and they'll ask that bitch right off the bat yeah <laughs> like um like these an example here so do you remember the mindy project yeah the, yeah the girl that was from the office the office yeah it was produced by nbc uh ratings were poor but at the same time um what was it? The one you mentioned, New Girl, had about the same ratings, but for whatever reason, the mini project had a higher licensing fee. So the mini project got axed and the New Girl kept going. So it's like, okay, that's it's just the money. Like, it's not a quality thing. It's not even an audience thing. They had similar audiences. It's one studio was too greedy and the other one was more reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's why I got, you know, so it could almost be. An objectively better show, but 
you know, moolah's moolah. Uh, reason number four, the show had poor ratings and no syndication or streaming potential, as in there just weren't enough episodes made to justify throwing it at somewhere else. I guess I, I came across it somewhere else. The magic number is 100. Yep. With 100 episodes, it justifies going to syndication. Yep. That gives them enough reruns to keep people's interest without getting bored real quick. And the show can be good. It can have its following. Just it's a limited arc. It's a limited run. They told their story quick. And it just, just doesn't justify. You mean you can't just hook something up to it and just bleed it dry, the Big Bang Theory? I know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can't just limp along for 10 seasons past its expiration date. Right. Uh, reason number five, like I said before, the show got poor ratings and was expensive. Your Fireflies, your all the Lost clones that came out there. Remember that one that was uh, what was it, Flash Forward that came out just after Lost? Oh my God, that had so much potential. <clears throat> yes, it that that could have been so cool. Yeah, first couple episodes of that were great, and then they it had, just they they bled all like a bunch of the stars from Lost. They bled some big name actors, you know, and they had all these production value, and I guess the audience just had lost fatigue and it just didn't hit it. It was too expensive. Like it probably, if they could have cut it down somehow, they probably could have kept going, but it was just too expensive. Yeah. Uh, number six, the show got poor ratings and nobody liked it at the network as in the, the bean counters just weren't behind it. Um, and number seven, it just got too old. And the example they use is CSI ratings, juggernaut or bones. These things were huge. And then, but everything has, no matter how huge they are, everything has an expiration date. And after 15 seasons, CSI got canceled. After 12 seasons, Bones got canceled. And so the same thing happened to ABC's Castle in 2016. Mm-hmm. Not to open your old wounds. <laughs> no, I and I watched Castle like for the first three or four seasons. Yeah. Um, because anything he's in, Nathan Fillion is a genius. Right. Yeah, he probably it. wears adult diapers. Yeah, he probably was doing it like back in like 20 years ago. Yeah. Because he knew. Cooler than everybody else. Space space pirates wear diapers. They have to. Right. I mean, that's the most <laughs> logical thing to do if you're in a, a spaceship far, far away from like the next spaceport. <laughs> what are you going to do? Diaper up, bitch. <laughs> uh, this said even... It just got too expensive. The, you know, the actors want more money. They want to get bigger sets. Blah blah blah. So even ABC Studios planned to cast two members or to cut two cast members. Apparently, including the female lead, still couldn't reduce the budget enough to make the network pick up the show. So after eight seasons, it got too pricey. So this whole list just went back to one thing again and again was the money equation. Yeah. Which is such a mundane. Like I was, I was hoping for something better, but. Like there was another thing I saw, which was came, came to a, writers running out of content, people just run out of ideas because we've talked about this before. That's at least American entertainment is this is popular. We're gonna run it to the ground. We don't have an end game. We don't know where we're going. We're just gonna keep going until it stops making money. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Every well, supposedly The Walking Dead is still goddamn going. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently it's still making money. Same with The Simpsons. Since his expiration date was 25 fucking years ago, but it's still going. Yep. <laughs> and that that in our capitalist society, that means somehow it's still making money. It's these things still have a uh, have a audience. But one thing I did find that maybe sadly nostalgic was, like you said, the time slots, what they call the Friday night death slot. Oh, get moved Once, into that. 
And I remember knowing this for years. Like, once your favorite show moves into Friday night, that's it. It takes the rare, rare show to survive the Friday night death slot. Mm. And Wikipedia actually has a whole article on this where they go network by network and list shows that that fell into this, that fell into the curse. I mean, starting back in like 1940, like this has been a thing forever. As long as TV's been a thing, this has been a thing. Wow. The Friday night death slot. And I guess it's just because people just don't watch, I guess, that Friday night. I don't know. It's date night. It's I'm home from work and I don't want to do jack shit. I don't know. I, it, Friday night, nobody wants to watch TV. But like, like starting with NBC, Star Trek. I mean, people forget Star Trek as much as a cultural force it is now when the original went like two seasons. And the big part of it was because it hit the Friday night death slot. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry was pissed about that. He was supposed to get the Monday. He was supposed to get, he was told going to start airing Monday, but laughing was Monday and was, it was huge at the time. And the guy's like, I don't know why we should lose our audience just for this crappy Star Trek bullshit. So let me run this by you now that we're hypothesizing the Friday night death slot for television shows. When do streaming shows air? It's a good Friday. point. So it's on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually just thinking about this a little while ago, like, because I mistook, I don't know if I, dyslexia got a hold of me or whatever. I thought uh, the date for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was on a Wednesday. I think it was the, I think it was the 19th, but I thought it was the 16th for some reason. I Maybe I, I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I was like, wow. I mean, they're, they're doing a Wednesday and I got to thinking like, why would they, switch things up because WandaVision was on Friday. Basically everything drops on Fridays. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure HBO did that with Westworld. It did it with Game of Thrones. There I mean, was and, I, I almost want to say a couple of them were Saturday though. Or Sunday even. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Sunday night. Like, yeah. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones was Sunday. Were like Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. So in so, Disney so Plus is choosing Disney Plus is Friday. doing Friday. But okay, and so here's the thing. Disney is not gonna fuck around. Disney yeah. has put in whatever research they need to to figure out the best day to release those shows. There was, I had it to was, guess, I'd say it's because they want to grab the weekend, like the whole weekend. Right. Like some people's weekend does start on Friday, like you know those lucky few that have a four day work week or whatever. But at least at the very least, it's like this show is ready for you to go the entire your entire weekend. You know, it's out on Friday. You might not watch it on Friday, but it's there for you all weekend. Well, the the for me. The Sunday spot is better, probably not during football season, but uh. we're talking about shows that were out in April, so it's not competing with football. But if you're releasing a television show for the whole week and you're only doing it one episode per week, you get that Sunday time slot or you release it on Sunday, guess what everybody's talking about Monday at work? Right. And, you know, that takes the whole work week of people buzzing about it and like what's going to happen next week what's going to happen next week that to me seems like a way more sound decision than friday plus and it's a little bit sad but the um you want you let's say you know wandavision you watch it friday night maybe saturday morning or something like that and people being people the way they are by monday when you're going to go discuss it with your buddies you might have forgot a lot of key points because it's That's already right. been two three days except and this is kind of something that i arrived at is i believe a lot of these theory videos that come on youtube 
like shortly after the the episode airs. I think Disney Plus works with them. Ah, uh, sounds like a conspiracy to me. It's, I don't think it's a conspiracy because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Screen Crush. There might be a different one, but it's a guy, and <clears throat> he's a professional. I don't care what anybody says. This guy is a professional, a professional YouTuber that produces very professional-looking videos. So a professional producing professional videos. Yes. And he has said on more than one occasion that he made his video based on an advanced copy of the show. So I think Disney plus works with people like the guy that does the screen crush videos that explains everything and then theorizes, makes something about this is what you could see based on it, like experts. And then you have all weekend, they have all weekend to make those videos and for you to watch the videos. So Monday when you come in, not only have you watched the episode, but you've watched three or four YouTube videos of people explaining to you what you just right. saw. Because let's be honest, half of this stuff that's coming out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, they're not comic book readers. They're not... Right, exactly. Yeah, they're you not need... in the know. You, you almost have to watch the episode and then watch a YouTube video to explain to you what you just saw. And I'm it... not too proud to say... That's me. I I need to have that explanation. And it's not just, you know, WandaVision. It was, you know, it's a lot of these things that you stream and you watch and you're like, how the fuck is this connected? I'm going to rely on somebody else to spoon feed that to me. I'm not going to do my own research. Episode drops on Friday. By Sunday, you've watched at least two YouTube videos to tell you what you just saw. And there's a there's a formula to it, too. Like a, a cycle, I think. So this is what I've noticed. So like with WandaVision, you're going to have it drop on Friday. And you're right, by Sunday, you're going to have the YouTube videos. Or like um, like a, like a Yahoo News uh, front page. Right. You'll have a few links that say, and they're all going to be the same thing. Okay, let's start with all the Easter eggs you missed in this week's episode. Like, and you're like, okay, oh, I didn't see this thing about how the Vision right. has a cocktail napkin in his sleeve or whatever the fuck. Like all the little things that they threw in there. So you're like, okay, 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 what's this character? Like uh, this week's Falcon had a character that even I had no idea who was, that Battlestar guy, which made me laugh. But uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's actually a character. But um, or last week when they introduced the Captain America, the new Captain America at the end of it, I knew who it was. I was like, okay, that's U.S. agent. But I had to Google it to remind myself, oh, okay, his name is John Walker, blah, blah, blah. But that's how you get like all oh, these Easter eggs. And then it moves to... This is what the, those characters were. And then the finally ends at the week, towards the end of the week, before the new episode comes in, it's theories about what this means and how it ties into that and theories about what this character might happen and what fans are thinking it's going to happen now. So you start with Easter eggs, then background information, and then theories about the future. It's, it's, that's the cycle I keep seeing every week when one of these shows comes out. It did it with WandaVision, now it's doing it with... with Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's going to do it with Loki. It's going to, that's where you're going to hit. Right. And I think you're going to ask like a relationship between the people putting the little snippet videos out in Disney. Right. It's all connected. And it goes to my larger conspiracy theory that it's all connected with the fucking professional critics and all these movies that come out too. Yep. There's a, there's a pool. I'm not saying they're told what to write or anything like that. I'm saying there's a shared pool of opinion that they all draw from. Yes. I agree. But that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, so like, yeah, real quick, looking at this Friday Night Death thing made me laugh because looking at it, I'm like, 
God, that's terrible. But like you had the A team in its final season went to Friday night death slot and that was it. Highway to Heaven, Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Dear John. Did you ever watch Dear John? I don't know why I remember that show, but I do remember that show. Who was the star? Uh and, oh, what the fuck is his name? Hirsch. The guy from Taxi. Yeah. And I, I forget his name. Didn't he recently become single and he was it was followed his single life? Yeah, it's like his girlfriend or wife left him. That's what it's called, Dear John. She wrote him a yeah. Dear John letter. There's even a theme song. Dear John, life was life goes on. Some shit like that. Anyways, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just a lot of these shows that you like the A team. I'm like that was a cultural touchstone. Knight Rider went right. to Friday and died. Don't tell me Airwolf went to Friday nights. Well, let's see what what was that on. Because that, that was NBC. Let's see, CBS. Well, CBS had Star Trek. Um, Major Dad. Man, terrible. The Golden Palace. How could that die on Friday night? <laughs> All right, CBS. Cosby. Oh, the original Cosby. The, or not the original, the uh, second Cosby, 1996 Cosby. I was like, yeah. what the hell? See, and th- then there's uh, Family Matters was huge, but then final season goes to, it went to CBS and it went to Friday night and then it ended. Uh, let's see. You got ABC. You got um, yeah, ABC. Kind of avoided it for the most part. Nothing huge. Two guys and a girl. Your boy Nathan Fillion again. And Ryan Reynolds, right? And Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Man, can you imagine if that came back? Nathan Fillion and Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God. Just that was cause. a good show. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza shop. Yeah, it was two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, and then they dropped the pizza place on it, which was also kind of a death knell thing. If you have this, and this is Steve Piles' rules for success or <laughs> non-success, and this is what I always say: if you cut main cast members, is one nail in the coffin. Like, um, what was it? Valerie's family in the '80s with Jason Bateman. Yeah. It was Valerie's family, and you changed the title, so Valerie's family became. Hogan's family. The Hogan family. And then it just became the Hogan's. And it went for a few years, but they never knew what the fuck they were because they just kept having to redo it. Right. So, yeah, if you're cut, dropping main cast members right off the bat, if you're retooling the entire premise of the show, like there's one I remember, it's called Cursed. And it starred Steven Weber, who was, he played Wings. Brian on Wings. Yeah. Yep. And it was a gimmick where he was like cursed by a gypsy or something. You know, so every episode was him having bad luck. And they realized, okay, we can't keep doing this forever. It gets old real quick. So they just, they revamped it and called it the Steven Weber show. And it barely finished out the season. Like, it went one season and it was done. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're having to retitle it, so Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place becomes Two Guys and a Girl, bad sign right there. <laughs> yeah, and then when they changed it to Two Girls, One Cup, ugh. It was... I mean, it got a bit more of a following. It had a flip. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but it lost a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. Different viewership. People and lunches got lost. It, it was the whole thing. <laughs> Talk about people that needed some adult diapers. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Come back to it. We would get there. We did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> and then there's Fox. Let's see. Dark Angel, which was huge for like a season. Only went two seasons. Friday night died. Uh, Boston Public. I don't know if you ever saw that. that was I did. I, I liked, I liked that, that show. show. That was a good show. Yep. Moved to Friday. Dead. Because his fourth season died. Then the little show called Firefly. <laughs> uh, hurts too much. Yeah. But same time, um, uh, uh, blah, 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 Dollhouse. Prison Break, but Prison Break was going to die no matter what. That was just, that was yep. 
once they broke out of prison. successful. They didn't know what to do with themselves, and that's why that died. That was a different problem. Uh, Terminator, the Senator Connor Chronicles was actually a pretty good show. And then it went to Friday night, ended on a cliffhanger, never came back, pissed me right the hell off. Um, and then a bunch of shows I never heard of. But yeah, that's a, it's a it's a phenomenon. The Friday night death slot. And that's that's not so much a re- it's it's a reason, but to be frank, it gets there for a reason. Like they're they're not taking the, the pop, most popular show and then throwing it on Friday night. And then oh shit, we've screwed up. Now it's dead. Crap, we lost all the it's 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 because it's sliding, and they want to actually keep it alive. And to hope it against hope, somehow it stays alive on Friday night, and it just doesn't. I wonder, there's got to be a list of TV shows that hit the skids and then brought itself back. Family Guy. I think it was Oh, okay, yeah, twice. Family Guy. That's actually pretty good. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Arrested Development. Yeah, that uh, many, 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 many years in between, and that got brought back on... I, Rust of Development is one of the few examples that this my old curmudgeon soul can say that social media and the internet was a positive thing because that got new life because of the internet. Yeah. If, if Rust of Development had come out in 1990, went three seasons and went under, it would be the rarest of rare fan base that would remember it. Yeah. But because it could it became a meme and you could share the clips and people could get on message board and quote and quote it. Or make videos breaking it down and disassembling it, and those vo- videos could go viral. That's why, you know, Netflix said, "Shit, there's a there's an audience for this. We're gonna get it back." Yeah. Ten years later, or eight years later, or whatever it was. But there's also, <laughs> well, there's an article. Why was Arrested Development canceled? Because <laughs> people are dumb. Yeah. They had a unique structure. It was just too smart. It was t- too many running gags. That's what the first thing they say. Most sitcoms and steno plots, this one had recurring running gags thrown in. This was a long, overarching plot that you had to pay attention to. It was too smart for TV. Yep. Um, time slot changes, as we discussed. It was, it was bounced around everywhere. And I know I've told this story, but I cannot get over it. Can't get over it. How, like we just talked about a couple days ago, I, I was introduced to it because I went home for Christmas. My brother's like, you got to watch the show. It's hilarious. So I'm like, oh my god, you're right, this is hilarious. And I kept watching it. And then, so like, I'm pretty sure I was in grad school. They get done with grad school. I'm living at home again, briefly. Put that, I was only briefly. Mm-hmm. But yes, I was living at home again after I graduated grad school. And I remember looking at, <laughs> this dates it, but looking at the TV guide. Idly, one day, and seeing on a Sunday afternoon series finale for Arrested Development. I'm like, what? That's gotta be a mistake. And I get home and I look on the internet. Yeah, the series finale is going to be not even two, not even Sunday at 8 o'clock. It was Sunday after fucking noon. Like like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. I can't remember. And I'm like, what the hell? And I tell my brother, I'm like, dude, you know what's on Sunday afternoon? He's like, what? It's like the end of Arrested Development. He's like, what? They yeah. didn't advertise it, promote it. They did nothing. They're just Let like... Let it go quietly in the All right. We paid for it. It's on. Whatever. After you get done watching Lifestyles of Richard Famous, here's <laughs> the last Arrested Development. Enjoy, you freaks. Well, uh, we talked about this earlier, but Arrested Development and Firefly share something very similar with me, or they're they're connected to me in the way that I had got the TiVo. And the TiVo, both Arrested Development and Firefly were recommendations. So oh, okay. a TiVo... Uh, Kind of like the algorithms of today, your TikTok videos of half-naked Asian girls dancing. Ah! 
yourself. <laughs> you yourself. Uh, uh, no, it, there was an algorithm. Now. There was an algorithm that uh, would find shows that it thought you would like, and it would show them to you. And I always gave them a chance because, you know, there's not a lot to watch or I wasn't catching a lot. And Firefly was one of them. Watched that through. Arrested Development was one of them. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, I think. Uh, and then the other one that I watched all the way through was that it thought I would like and was not wrong is Dawson's Creek. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It came up and it was like, you might like this show. I remember started, I started watching it halfway through and then finished it and then started back over at the very beginning and yeah. watched it. Yeah. So I got this weird, like, cut take of Dawson's Creek, but. You know, I can't, I will, I will never be able to disparage you about that because I am a freely admitted Nano 210 super yeah. fan from back in the day. Now, I, I actually, I didn't finish the series, but I was, I was like, I was aware of it the first season, but by the second season, I was into it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen with Brenda? Oh my God, what's. It's so it was so bad at work. I was uh, Friday yesterday. No, te- it's twelve eleven. So two days ago, <laughs> I was uh, in a spot where there's a lot of books laying around, and the inmates can see me look at those books. And one of those books had Jason Priestley on the cover, like young Jason Priestley. And I'm looking at it, and then I'm looking at it again. I'm like, what the fuck is this book? And I pick it up, and as soon as I pick it up, there's a voicemail like, yeah, I knew you'd go for that book, I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, you know what I'm, what I would like to do when I kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I had thought of it earlier. I would have done a little bit more research. I would love to find out how many shows that aired after the Super Bowl stuck around because family guy, well, there is a tradition, time honored tradition that after the Super Bowl, a new show will air. And that show, that episode is usually watched by like everybody i i just think it's people leave their tv turned on or you know like there's a there's a whole bunch of things that go with it but i'd love to know how many tv shows that had their first airing after the super bowl remained long-running shows i'm gonna i'm gonna find that out i'll in our next episode next year i will reveal the information (laughs) (laughs) i like how you uh fully admit what's going to be happening (laughs) our time schedule Mark your calendars, nope. 2022, nope. kiddies. We <laughs> are going to record again soon. soon. You heard it here, folks. Before the heat death of the universe, we're going to have another episode. And I will be wearing adult bikes. Hell yeah. We both will. We're going to have to guess. Yeah. But the, the one Thinking that... Thinking hard or pissing hard? That will be uh, the game. I'm going to do a little research as we speak, because there was a... The show this year that aired after the Super Bowl was like the... Not the professional, not the... It's like the exterminator. What's the the enforcer? What's the show Queen Latifah? The Equalizer. Oh yeah, yeah, Queen. So it was the Equalizer, and it had like an incredible viewership because it aired right after the Super Bowl. I wonder how it's still doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking right say now. It? No, Wikipedia says it is not was. So it's still on. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I googled okay. Queen Latifah show, and there was actually a. Queen Latifah show, the Queen Latifah show. That was a thing. Okay, so let me let me just tell you what kind of effect the Super Bowl has on TV shows. The first episode that aired after the Super Bowl had 20.4 million viewers. Mm. That's that's huge. That's That's, especially for these days when a successful show can have like two or three million. Right. Well, we we did an episode on that. 
Yes. So the second episode, 8.2 million. Third episode, 8.1. Uh-oh, here we go. Next episode, 7.7. Yep. And the fifth episode, which is going to air a month after the last episode. <laughs> so so it aired on... There's a, there's a bad sign for TV. Yep. So it aired on the right after the Super Bowl on the 7th with 20.4 million. Then it aired one week later with 8.2, one week later with 8.3, one week later at 7.7, and then the next two episodes are to be determined. I will, okay, that sounds bad, but I will walk it back a little bit. Remember how we did an episode on this too, the mid, uh, so there's the mid-season hiatus, but there's also the spring hiatus. Remember how there's like a mini break? There's the big break in December or November. Yeah. But there's always a mini break around March, and then they ramp up for sweeps in April, May. Yeah. It does say that it was renewed for a second season. And yeah. it also says that it, it had COVID complications. So I I get it. I, I get it yeah. that there was probably, but that just goes to show television shows that air right after the Super Bowl always have that huge bump and then they fall off. Like that viewership was cut more than half. Yeah. Oh God. But it's I mean, a phenomenon. Million. Here's what I think happened with 20 million viewers. It was, I passed out and didn't turn my TV off. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I was saying bye to my friends at the Super Bowl party, and it took an hour, and I, then I realized the TV's still on. I turned off, went to bed. Ooh, Wikipedia has a list of Super Bowl lead-out programs. Wow. Wikipedia has a list for everything. Yeah. Uh, television network that broadcasts the game will typically use it as a tentpole for another program airing following the conclusion of the game telecast to take advantage of and retain the expanded audience. So, list of lead-out programs. This goes all the way back to 1967. I'm not going all the way back to that. Uh, let's, <laughs> I'm going to go backwards. How about well, what was that? the first one? What was the first one ever? First one ever was probably like Lassie. <laughs> yeah. It was Lassie. I should have used that as a trivia question. God. Wow. Uh, so, I'm going to start with the equalizer of this year, and I'll, ro- I'll work backwards. Uh, yeah, this, this show's successful. Uh, (laughs) last year was the mass singer which to me is one of the most baffling phenomenons it is a bonkers show i i don't even know how it's successful i don't know if you've ever watched it but it's it's reality television at its worst yeah yeah, it's like it's the mystery it's like what crazy celebrities in the mask oh it's a c-list guy i remember from 20 years ago great the year before that, it was the world's best, which is apparently a reality talent contest show that I don't even know if it must exist. It says how it's, can reality, how can how can the world support this many goddamn re, not just reality TV shows, but reality talent contest shows? Like, how is there that voracious an appetite that so many can be on? Uh, the year before that is This Is Us, which is a, super, a successful show. The year before that, Twenty Four Legacy, uh, which is not a successful show. The year before that, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Before that, it was The Blacklist. That was that was pretty successful, I think. Year before that, they had back-to-back airings of New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Year before that, a show called Elementary. I, I, think, I think that, that was that The was, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Year before that, it was The Voice. The year before that, it was Glee, Undercover Boss, The Office, House, Criminal mm-hmm. Minds, Grey's Anatomy, The Simpsons, and American Dad. <laughs> Survivor, Alias, Malcolm in the Middle, Survivor, The Practice, The Simpsons, Family Guy, Third Rock from the Sun, yeah, The X Files, 1997. Oh. I think 
That was the year the Patriots got defeated by the Green Bay Packers. Because the aliens. Fuck. I guarantee I did not watch that episode. I guarantee the second that game was over. I (laughs) Year before that, 1996. Friends. Extreme. The John Larroquette Show. Just think about that. That means all these regular, especially back in the 90s, the TGIF shows, like, that means there was an episode of Friends on on Sunday night just because they wanted to. And it was a two-parter named the one after the Super Bowl. Guess how many people watched it? 20 million. 52.9 million. Holy shit. That, it looks to be the highest viewed show after Super Bowl with 52.9 million. It doesn't seem to have anything close. Well, the closest to that with 45 million viewers is Survivor, the Australian Outback. Mm. And then coming in third with 40.7 is 60 minutes, January 20th, 1980. I wonder what was going on in the world that had to be <laughs> like the the wedding of Princess Di or something. Yeah, 1980. Shit, what was that? January 20th, 1980. Jimmy Carter getting out of office. I don't know. <laughs> had 40 million people watch it. Then Brothers and Sisters. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to keep going backwards. So, Third Rock from the Sun X-Files Friends Extreme, John Larroquette show, The Good Life, Homicide, Life on the Street, 48 Hours, Davis Rules, Grand Slam, Brotherhood of the Rose, The Wonder Years, The Last Precinct, McGruder and Loud. What? <laughs> like a spoof. 1985. Uh 84 was Airwolf, then we go to the A-Team. 60 Minutes Again, Chips, 60 Minutes Again, Brothers and Sisters, All in the Family, Phoenix Open Golf Tournament. Mm. I feel like at this point we're dipping back into when the Super Bowl maybe wasn't the biggest phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're in the 70s. But um, anyway, it is a big deal. I'm going to find out what episode of The X-Files that was. (laughs) It was Leonard Betts, fourth season, so right in the fucking prime of it. Yeah. It was no fucking joke either. It was a cancer-eating mutant creating a duplicate body. And the picture, the still frame picture they chose to show for it is fucked up. So I'm sure all these fucking, you know, all these people that at the <laughs> Super Bowl parties and they're, they're watching, hey, let's watch the X-Files. It's on right after the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you make it, do you have a wider principle here too the you know your specific example of the super bowl but the lead-in is a huge huge thing about um a show success is what that that's part of the calculation is okay we got this big hit now we want to establish this new show or a poorly performing show we're going to stick it right after the big show so like they'll take what, what's example they used uh um, well like the the thing i'm reading right now just goes right to it like abc's the neighbors was successful because it followed Modern Family, which was big a big show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had this. But my my thing is always Thursday night in the nineties. Seinfeld and Friends were a goddamn juggernaut. Yep. That floated so many crap. Okay, so the, one of the reasons, one of the things I thought of when I thought of this topic was there were shows out there like Suddenly Susan and The New Guy and Caroline in the City. Yep. That were on. That were on must-see TV Thursday night NBC in the 90s. That went three, maybe even four seasons, and were crap fucking shows. Terrible, formulaic, dull, boring 
shit shows. But they went forever. And why did they go? Because they kept riding the wave of the one-two punch of Seinfeld Friends. Yeah. And then they started getting, and then they peaked again. Like, they got a genuinely good show like Frasier on there, you know, or something like that. That kept the, kept the momentum going, you know, once Sign, once Cheers was done, Frasier kept it going. And then, and you had your moderately successful shows like Wings and blah, blah, blah. But you had so many Jesse, not to diss your boy John Lear, who was in that show, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, like I'm... these crap Friends wannabes or Seinfeld wannabes, especially Friends wannabes. In fact, they had crossovers with Frank's characters all the goddamn time. Like, like, I'm sorry, Mad About You, not a great show, but went a long time because of the just riding the wake of these big shows. That means a lot because it speaks to the ennui, the, the boredom of the watching audience. Like, especially when you didn't have the streaming, you could pick what you want to watch, when you want to watch it. You, you sat on your couch, you grabbed your clicker, you got your beer and your microwave meal, and you're like, what am I going to watch? I like Seinfeld. You put your goddamn clicker up. You didn't touch it the rest of the night because yeah. you're in. And the piece of shit, you know, nine o'clock show starts. You're like, whatever. I am invested now. <laughs> Have you seen the reboot of Mad About You? No. Yeah. All like every show of the past is getting a reboot if the yeah. cast will come back. And Mad About You is one of them, and it's not good. None of them are. Let's yeah. see. What have they tried so far? Will and Grace. Murphy Brown, mad about you. I've heard they're doing, trying to do a Frasier. They're doing... Uh, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster is coming back. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, which I guess is not the worst. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's not the worst in the world. Um, uh, Full House, which I somehow was successful enough to get a couple seasons on Netflix, at least. Yeah. Like, you're right. Every old Roseanne, which was successful for a minute until... Well, you know, you know what show is not getting a fucking reboot? <laughs> fucking oh, Firefly. Uh, yep. Yeah. I would hey. like to see Firefly come back for just one season because you know there was a lot of good stories in the in the chamber ready to go. Yeah. And maybe not, and there probably could have been for three seasons, but not definitely for three seasons. So one right. glorious season of Firefly. I I do have to concede that they did make a movie to wrap some stuff up, but I would love to have seen that in another season or two. Uh, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, did you know why the Super Bowl halftime show is such a big deal? I did know. I remember you telling me, but I, I oh, don't remember anymore. I, I, I did tell you. Well, I'll tell the audience. The Super Bowl halftime show used to suck balls. Yeah. It was terrible. It was like the you know, marching band, East, East bumfuck marching band yeah. with a couple <laughs> Disney characters and, you know, a couple fireworks and then bada bing, bada boom, team comes back out, you're done. And a young and upcoming TV show in living color decided to capitalize right, on it. Right, right, yeah. And they were going to do a live show during the halftime. And so you're watching CBS and the, the football game is on. The people of In Living Color knew that everybody was going to be watching the Super Bowl, but nobody was going to be watching the halftime show. They'd either go, you know, use the bathroom, go maybe get some food or something. So they decided that they were going to do a live In Living Color, and they advertised it as such. Hey, tune in during halftime. Just just turn over to Fox. And it was a huge success. Like, it, it was massively big. So big that they had fucking pissed off 
CBS and the NFL, and they said, you're never doing this to us again. <laughs> so the next year, the next Super Bowl musical guest, Michael Jackson. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and go both and, smoking barrels. Yep. And ever since then, the Super Bowl halftime show has been like a phenomenon. Like it, it's always a big act or multiple big acts. And these big acts, they fight over the Super Bowl halftime show because you're seen by like a billion households. Yep. You know, there's the, the amount of people tuning in, the amount of households tuning in to the Super Bowl worldwide is absolutely ridiculous how many people Which tune into amazes it. amazes me because how many, like, how many non-Americans are that big of football fans? Apparently a billion. Yeah. It, you, you'd actually be surprised how huge the NFL is in Mexico. Yeah. How big is it is in, in Europe. They, they used to be in NFL Europe. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you remember that, but the NFL actually had European teams. It had a whole league that was televised and it was sanctioned by it was the NFL, but it was Europe. And, you know, they had to close it down because it wasn't making that kind of money. But they are the NFL is planning on being global, you know, in the yeah. near future. They I'm actually surprised that we don't have a London team. Mm. Yeah, there we will. We'll have a Mexican team. We'll have we'll have a team in Mexico. And we'll have a team in uh, London and probably a team in China. The like silly in, nannies. <laughs> in the next 10 years, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised we don't have one in London yet. So you could have Super Bowl you know, 60 take place in Mexico City or something. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's global. But uh, they've got it now where um, because it's such a boost for these musical acts, they don't pay them. Matter of fact, the musical acts have to pay for the halftime show. Right. This past one was the weekend. Yeah. That and, seems like a weird synergy though, because you, you got to act, they're going to want an act. Like you said, that's big, that's popular. So what's the incentive for the popular guy to pay to be in the Super Bowl? Like it's exposure. It's all about yeah, but exposure. They're already popular. I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can get more popular. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you take a guy like the weekend who's got like the number one song in the country in America and probably not the number one song in Europe and China. And yeah, you know, true and, enough. So, you know, he paid $7 million for his halftime show. Like out of pocket, he paid $7 million. Mm -hmm. And who knows how much revenue he generated from the exposure he got. But it, like some bean counter or like his agent manager or there, there is money to be made. I don't know how they do it. I'm not that smart. Yeah. But they do generate revenue from being the halftime show and they f it's like a super honor. And I say honor, I don't mean it that way. I mean it's like <laughs> it's huge to be picked to be the halftime act. Yep. Huh. Um and they're they're usually big names, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. It's usually somebody that's going to have Justin Timberlake, you know, somebody that's going to have Justin Timberlake. Yep. All right. The weekend had him. They passed sure him around. Pass him around. He's a little he's a little consolation prize. He's a little add on. Welcome basket. Here's Justin Timberlake. Have him how you will. I love that song. Blinding lights. Oh. I thought Justin Timberlake Have Him How You Will is a song. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The song's about adult diapers. Yes. <laughs> Have them however you want. On your body, on your uh, on your ass, on your head. Like a Dr. Seuss book. I will have him on my ass. Yeah. And then I will grow a great big mass. Journey actually wrote a song about it. Any way you want it. 
<laughs> so, you want to move along? You want to you want to finish up with some trivia? I got some trivia. I had I looked uh, <laughs> I looked at some trivia I had about uh, months ago that I kept and thought someday I'm going to use and this this is that day. Well, I have a uh, I have a contest for you. Nice. So, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Well, mine's not nearly that exciting, so I'll go first and get out of the way. Okay. Jeez. Go ahead. All right. So, at one point, America dropped, I guess, packages of extra-large condoms that were labeled small into a country <laughs> as a psychops, just demoralizing thing. What was the country? Germany. No. No? Uh, Russia. Russia, yes. Soviet yeah. Union. Yes. Psyops. America dropped extra large condoms labeled small into Soviet territory to make the Russians feel bad. <laughs> Those big dick Americans. Yeah. Probably worked. Hey, did the, you know the wall that came down? Once my penis was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Really? Yeah, then the until the librarian got pissed off at me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh <laughs> That's like uh did you know pigeons die after sex? <laughs> at least the ones I fucked. At least did. the one I fucked did. Yeah. Uh no, there's a whole bunch of those uh, shit. I, I saw that one the other day. I, had, I was like, I got to remember that one. Um, random <laughs> fact. Was... You want a random fact? Yes. There was a point in time where you were the youngest person on the planet. Yeah, I had the world record for that. Yep. Speaking of world records. Even though nobody knew it. For some... All right. So Wait, here. I, 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 sorry, I do have one more. I oh, two, okay. Two All questions. Right. Well, you only had two because I got it right. So you okay. wanted to make sure you could stump me. You got a one in 50 shot of getting this one right. Which state? In which state Florida. is it illegal? Oh, hmm? never, nothing. I was just throwing out states. When yeah. you said one in fifty, I'm like, ah, yep, Florida. Florida. Well, yeah. hold that one in your pocket. Is it, which state is it illegal to be intoxicated in a bar? Arkansas. No, but you're sort of close in a way. Missouri. Not that close. Not geographically close. Oh, all right. Illegal. Not, to not be in- Arkansas, but. Kansas. Okay, no. <laughs> but you got the right idea. Wait a second. Uh, uh, Alaska? Alaska. There we go. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, crazy. In Alaska, you, it's, it's technically illegal to be intoxicated in the bar. Yeah, you can it's walk out and be drunk. But... I guess they don't want you, you know, starting bar fights because the nearest cop's probably like 200 miles away or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> A lot of dead bodies out back. Let's all right, All here's right. the challenge. Here's the challenge. We purchased Trivial Pursuit Family Edition. Uh-oh. And it comes with adult questions. Diapers? <laughs> it comes with grown-up questions, and it comes with child questions. Here is the challenge. Do you want to answer one adult question or a whole card's worth six child questions? Okay, both. Uh, uh, I, I, familiar. But anyways. Uh, we just bought it. I'll, I'll have you know that we've played it once and I smoked my whole family. Just yep. absolutely obliterated them. All right. Um, well, that's because we have given you a lot of practice. <laughs> you exercise, you get stronger. That's the way it works. Do you want to answer? Me, give me the kid ones with the adult chaser. All right. What country boasts the Yukon territory? Country? Yep. What country boasts the Yukon territory? Oh, it's got to be Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah. What word describes a stage performance that is acted out without words? Mime. Mime is correct. <laughs> what was the nationality of the person who ran the first marathon in 490 BC? Greek, Chinese, or Roman? Um, I think he was probably South African. Uh, no, he was Greek. 
Greek, yes. In what book does a spider save a pig named Wilbur from the slaughterhouse? Slaughterhouse 5. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no. Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web. What is your heart mostly made out of? Muscle, fat, or tissue? Uh, muscle. In what sport do players use clubs and wedges and hope for a hole-in-one? Wait a minute. That's a false question. I'm pretty sure muscle is tissue. Anyways. It's for children. What golf. was the last one about hole-in-one? Golf? Is that the... Yeah, the, the answer is golf. In what sport do players use clubs and wedges and hope for a hole-in-one? Ah, I got you. Golf. Adult diapers. Yes. Okay, All what's right. The, what's the so for the, so I'm going to give you the opportunity here to choose the category. because not sports. Anything I'm but sports. I'm not going to choose sports for you. All right. Although I, I'm pretty sure you'd get it. Okay, what's the sports one? Now you got me curious. Uh, it's how many competitors are in a sled in the women's bobsled event? All of them. Yes, all women on earth. Oh, the whole team. <laughs> Have you ever watched the Olympics? <laughs> I've never counted them. Hey, look, they're going fast and somebody else won. <laughs> they're going down the luge. No. Mm-hmm. The answer is two. I would have gotten that wrong. See, this is my uh, trivial pursuit. Uh, anytime I've ever played, it's like, yeah, 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 sports question. Fuck. Yeah, 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 sports <laughs> question. Fuck. <laughs> uh, the men have teams of two and four, but the women only have teams of two. That seems sexist. It, it probably is, but it's the world we live in, so deal with it. Because, yeah, I was going to make like a pint of ice cream joke. It, it was going to be bad. Okay, anyways, any other question? Hit me. Any of them? Any of them. Any, any of the other ones? All right, I'm not going to give you geography because that is the absolute underhand pitch. <laughs> Alaska. No, but it is very close in the sense that it is a place on the earth. Geography. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What does SETI stand for? Uh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And I like how the answer the answer has a little tidbit here. It says search for extraterrestrial intelligence, extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial intelligence. And the search continues. Now, well, just so you know. <laughs> In case you weren't sure. Uh, what king of England signed the Magna Carta in 1215? James. I should know this because I've actually taught this to It is not King James. Um, you're close. George. Nope. Not. You're going in the wrong direction. John. King. Nope. It's pronounced Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> king Yawn. King Yawn. King yes. John. King John, the Magna Carta that states that no man is above the law. Not even a king. Yep. Well, he got he had to sign it. He got forced to sign it by the nobility because they were sick of his shit. Yeah. I do remember that. But, okay. So, yes. I feel trivialized. 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 Yeah, so the kids' questions are... Uh, some. Of, there were a couple that got me. Um, I, I got this... Actually, I had this question, and I got it correct. What is a scientist who studies earthquakes? A shaker. A Quaker. Yes, a Quaker. A shaker Quaker. Shaker Quaker. Seismologist. Seismologist, yes. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. So, anyway, that's uh, it's a fun little game. My children are learning that they do not like to play Trivial Pursuit with me. (laughs) It's a lesson everybody has to learn at some point. Yep. We actually had to team up. We ended up having to team up because it got that bad. (laughs) My children are learning that I'm way smarter than they are, and they're... <laughs> that's that's a lesson they have to keep. The They're so wise in the ways of the world. Uh, we offered to play this game with the children tonight, and they declined. You gotta you gotta let them win a little bit, ease them into it. No, let them win the first like three, and then when they start losing, they're like, okay, that's a fluke. I gotta keep going. Then you can squeeze like ten more out of them. No, can't let them win shit. 
Mario Kart? Nope. <laughs> you better practice. If you're going to win a game against me, you better get good. Because mm. I'm going to kick your ass <laughs> in Mario Kart. All right. Well, All we're right. back. Well, that was a, Jesus, two and a half hours. That was a good episode. That was a full episode. That was a full episode, much like my future full diaper. <laughs> oh, you ruined it. I was going to say that I'm Tom Full Diaper. Adult <laughs> Diaper. <laughs> oh, you haven't done your homework. I got a good one. Do you? I do. Well, why don't you go first this time? Oh, we can change it up. Fine. So, signing off, I am Bob Megamax Scully. Megamax is a adult diaper brand. I looked it up. Oh, well, then I'm Tom Depends with them. <laughs> saying, dip me in your Monday milk. Dip something in my Monday milk. Oh, Oak Nugget. Oak Nugget. See you later. Bye-bye.